welcome to Grind Forever, the bi-weekly RPG discussion podcast on the PNB Network. I am your host, Dylan Tierney, and joining me today is uh, TL. T- uh, mm. God, we're, we're we're professionals, folks. Uh, it is TL Foster, my my partner in podcasting crime. Uh, I'd make a Phantom Thieves joke, but that is the wrong game. No, uh, we are like. We are like the, the investigation squad of the. Am I the Yosuke? To, am I the Yosuke to your Narukami? Because I'm I'm a little upset about that. Uh, I mean, you're uh, the Yosuke or you're Ryuji. Oh God, that quite quite the Sophie's choice. Um, but if you couldn't tell by who we're talking about, we are talking about Persona Four Golden. And longtime listeners might ask, Dylan, come on, you've already talked about Persona Four, and that's right, but. You know, in the spirit of rebranding and redoing things and remakes uh, that we've done in our uh, podcast network as of this week with new shows and new art and new new little trimmings here, there, and everywhere, we thought it would be appropriate to do another episode, but this time focusing on Persona 4 Golden, which we didn't know actually changes quite a bit from the original Persona 4 source material. And, for your money, uh, is my first Persona experience ever. So, you know, I have a bit of more of a connection to Golden compared to when I look back at Persona 4. Yeah, uh, it wasn't my first one, uh, but it was definitely it was definitely a very fun one. I think it's a perfect streamlining of the, the like, between combat and pacing and, you know, I on retrospect, the new stuff, some of the new stuff they added with, like, Marie was a little underwhelming just because she didn't seem as fleshed out as any of the other characters. But besides that, I'd say it did a really, really good job of uh, kind of helping break Persona into the mainstream, which I think around the time Persona 4 did, it was still pretty much a cult hit, right? Yeah. Oddly well, enough, a Vita game kind of... Well, I mean, Persona 4 was pushing that trend of it becoming more and more popular. Yeah, um, I would I would say Persona 3 is the is the more cult hit, uh, which, uh, oddly enough, also had a, a PlayStation Portable... Um, counterpart with uh, Persona 3 Portable, mm-hmm. um, which t- to a lot of people is considered the better Persona game. Um, it takes a lot of the things that became quality of life adjustments in Persona 4, and then also in 5, um, and 5, but uh, Persona 4 Golden, excuse me, and kind of added it to 3. So it's supposed to be like the optimized 3 experience, but it's also like there's no way of playing that game ever again. Yeah, it's on it's on PSP. So if at best it's landlocked to Vita uh, Vita Island, or I guess you couldn't be landlocked on Vita Island, but um, it's kind of stuck there. And you know, honestly, so is Persona 4 Golden. Um, I would love to see like a PS4 port of this, or God forbid, a Nintendo Switch port. I'd throw I would just throw all my all the money I could at like a Persona 4 Platinum. Uh, even though I always joke about it all the time of ah they got gotta move on Persona Four. There's a reason why they stick with it. That's their like breakthrough. That was their big big hitter with you know like five being the nice sophomore follow up that that also was quite a big success. But I don't know something about the conversation or when Persona Four Golden came out. Um, it was for one the killer app for the Vita. There yeah. was really no other reason to get a Vita in all honesty. Unless like, you're like. One of those Monster Hunter perverts, like... Uh, yeah, Monster Hunter ripoff perverts. If you want to play Soul Sacrifice, then yeah, Vita's your machine. But uh, 
for most people, there wasn't too much enticing about what was on the Vita. Early on, Persona 4 Golden came out and kind of set the world ablaze and um, had quite a bit of changes going forward that we're going to delve into. But at that time, not too much of a reason to get a Vita. So you stuck with Persona 4 Golden and boy, what a, an experience it was. I'll go as far to say on a personal level that it kind of fundamentally changed how I want to play JRPGs from console to handheld. Like, I just want to play my RPGs on handhelds now. That's in Octopath Traveler, as of late, has gotten me in the same kind of bug. And there's some systems that it borrows from Persona 4 specifically that is also good. But, um, I don't know. It, it's kind of changed my perception on JRPGs and how I, how comfortable I am playing them just on the go. Or, if I, or just in in my bed or at a friend's house or just you know a little bit of downtime so i think persona 4 golden strengths you know if we're going to talk about that you can't overlook the fact that it it's a really 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 good jrpg on a nice handheld like the vita which at the time you know very strong very i'm not going to say very popular that's a, a lie but i mean it was a it was its own cult machine if you think about it yeah no definitely um uh, it, it's just it was it was a huge phenomenon I think also what kind of helped it a lot was by the time for sort of four golden had came out um, a lot of reviewers started becoming like their own name as well and became really huge champions of it I know Greg Miller over IGN was a huge champion of it obviously um, the giant bomb guys were a fan of the original sort of four game so I think doing all that stuff really made it very easy to have to build an audience for something that wasn't as widely known at the time yeah yeah exactly all your favorite podcasters it was one of their like seminal games so you want to check it out you want to play on this thing you know like people didn't know vita was a glorified coffin at that point you know like why not and technically you can still play it on stuff like the playstation tv god forbid you have one of those um, still plays most of your Vita games, including Persona 4 Golden, so that means somebody cared enough to optimize it for it. So, um, but on a basic level, um, right when you start the game, you'll notice uh, that there's network features, and this was a thing that was like an ad hoc um, sort of like SOS system for uh, Persona, where if you enabled the online functionality and you were about to fight a boss or an, a, a big battle, um, a bunch of random people could like throw in like, oh, everybody heals for 20, everybody gets 20 plus SP, everybody gets an item, you know, a random tiny little buff that was in kind of imbued a sense of camaraderie in the player base. Um, it wasn't that substantial. You never got too much out of it, but it was just enough to be like, hey, we support you, hey, like, and you know, it, it, you could in turn react to those by sending out ones of your own. They were, I think, called SOS drives or SOS alerts. Um, but I mean, I thought that was a nice little touch. Like it, I turned it off just as much as I turned it on because I didn't really need it. But I think it was cool that it was there. It was just a random kind of thing. But I don't know. Like, um, did you, Tio? Did you ever have a Vita? I did not, but I got a PlayStation TV. Ah, uh, uh, which is how I played Persona Four Golden. I had only, I had only played four, and I only played four when the PS3. Um, PSN download came in. Yep. Like I wasn't an early adapter, so, like, by the time I got to 4, it had already, like, uh, Golden had already come came out, and people were right. really huge fans, because I think I was at a PAX when it was announced that Persona 4 
was coming to PSN. It was like one of the first things I bought. Um, and Golden, I think Golden does a lot of, it does a lot of things better than the original one. Um, mm-hmm. I I really love how they kind of change like the 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 scoring for the combat afterwards and kind of like some additional stuff they do with the persona that they did with the personas that I really liked that moved forward into Persona um, Five. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was just they, I really enjoyed what that what that was like so what what, what, delving into it like what were some of those changes that went into five that i think uh that you were into i love the skill cards um Mm -hmm. and i remember like when people would always say like oh yeah i would just get the skill card in persona 4 and i was i was just like i don't understand what you're talking about because it was never in persona 4 uh right original and yeah i think that's a really cool way of being able to uh, like adjust the what's called adjust like how the gaming how kind of how the game kind of works it's almost in a, in a way like a mini game like uh, or like a bar like a card game in its simplest form you're trying to like collect get all the cards in the hand then you get a bonus um for doing that i and i i thought that was a nice little break from the combat after an, a nice long battle where you get a lot of stuff it, it was i thought it was very cool a nice little it, almost like a post game for each individual battle which i could, kind of thought was pretty neat yeah no it's definitely it's definitely it was it was definitely a really cool look at you know at that um so i really enjoyed that um but other than that it's still kind of the same like base game as persona um you know as persona uh four with just like some kind of expansion stuff like it, it was really fun but it was also like it was hard to get to Golden after being so close to playing Persona 4. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where one of the things, like, I'm not as high on Persona 4 as opposed to, like, mm-hmm. Persona 5. Uh, yeah. But I've also played Persona 4 back-to-back and then back again. Right. So it's not like you're unqualified to certainly speak on that just because you have a preference of uh, one or the other. But, man... Um, as somebody who's, like I said, at the top of the show, Golden was my, my first persona, it kind of opened up a world for me. Like, even in my close friend circles, like, they, they'd been on board pretty much since 3. Um, right. and to, to a lot of them, 3 is still their game. Um, but this is the one where I felt like I could finally be a part of the conversation. I could hop on and be a part of these cool discussions about what you did this day, that day, what have you. Um... I, I thought it was a really, really compelling JRPG in a time where, you know, I really wanted a meaty RPG to sink my time into. This is like 2013, 2014-ish. Early, it would be early 2014, but um, I don't know. It was, just, it was a great thing to just carry around and pull out of my backpack. You know, I was, I was in college at the time, um, uh, early in my college career, and it was just nice to have, you know, in between classes, just to, to chill and play play a nice, a nice rousing session of Persona 4. Uh, golden and while I know you have more complaints about um, things like the dungeon um, like how the dungeons are laid out how they're procedurally generated but I thought they were, each floor was like perfect for a nice 10 to 15 minute little crunch session or like a little little bit of leveling up because I, I I kind of adore the fairly straightforwardness of the combat um, but I, I can see why people would prefer something a bit more complex. But I thought that for what it was doing and for what system it was on, it was really compelling without having to like have it be bogged down with a lot of extra systems. You know, like there's elemental weaknesses, 
There's your Persona Fusion systems, which are like, you know, uh, sort of like Pokemon Digimon-esque ways of just combining monsters. And I thought it was really, really, really compelling. Right. No, I, I it's, it's definitely, and that's, you know, that was also in the in the original base game. But I, I think it, I think one of the things that I've, I've never been a fan of is like, like the fusion, like how it can go bad. And I, I also didn't like that in three. Um, right. One of the things I liked about four, where four was like, no, this is the one you're going to get. Um, I mean, it, it means in five, it's like, this is the one you're going to get. There's not really any mishap that could happen. Um, and I, I just, like I said, I'm, I'm not as heavy on four because I just don't, I don't think it's the end all be all. I don't even think it's the best Shimigami Tensei game. That's, I think, I think the the, the general consensus is Shimigami Tensei Nocturne um, is probably the best one for the core fans or what have you. Yeah, fans, yeah. No- Nocturne seems to be brought up a lot. Although a lot of people still like four and four Apocalypse. But, right. Um, um, but no, I just I always thought that Persona Four was a really great game, but it, it, it there's just stuff stuff that lacks. I think. Um, I, I understand where people like the dungeon design. I don't. I don't think having, I don't think having those random ju- dungeon designs without a, a very feasible way until like midway through the game, if you activate the hermit's persona, to replenish health and, uh, and SP, which is what you would need to kind of move through those. I think there's also a really weird um, like power, uh, you know, power power creep in that game where. You can go to one floor and just walk through things and go to literally the next floor and just get bodied. And it's not even like I have the bad persona for this floor. It's just that you are not ready for that floor. And I think it really manifests itself once you get into stuff like um, uh, into like the uh, the video game dungeon. and um, Mitsuru's dungeon is Mitsuru's one of the dungeon, low points. Mitsuru's dungeon is one of the worst parts of the game. He's it, one of the really worst is. bosses. He's one of the worst bosses. I, I think he's a. I think it's very flawed boss design. Um, it seemed like padding, which is weird. Yeah, like I, I have issues with pacing in Persona Five, but I mean Persona Four just as guilty within a lot of spots. And I'd argue uh, that some of the additions they made to Persona Four Golden also would count as that filler padding car- category. Like uh, they introduced a new character, Marie, who's a denizen of the uh, Velvet Room, has amnesia, doesn't know why she's there. Which off the bat, I'm just like, okay. Uh, is she gonna be like the new canon girl or whatever? Like, is 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 that what's gonna happen here? And like, she's not terrible, but it's just kind of boring, like fish out of water stuff for the most part. It's it's fine. But back back in uh, more importantly towards dungeon design, I remember specifically in Persona Four Golden, if you died, you could choose to respawn at the start of the floor, not just the whole dungeon. Um, do you think that kind of makes the difficulty spikes in floors any more forgiving, or do you think that's just kind of like a band-aid and not a solution? Um, I think it's a band-aid, not a solution, because I, you don't you don't regain your SP, which I think would have been the better play, right? Right. Um, I think that one of my biggest things with the Persona games in general is I think that they are. There's an overabundance on the use of SP without good ways of replenishing it. Um, I don't think they make snuff souls or you know any of the soul foods like they make it easy enough to get. So unless you have like a persona with like regenerator on there, or like I said in Persona Four, you have a shit ton of yen to pay the fox. Like, right. And the fox will go into dungeons and stuff with you and, and be in random floors sometimes. Right. Hanging out with Yosuke or something because. 
God knows you didn't keep him in their party for that long. <laughs> uh, but like it, I I think that it makes it it makes it harder to kind of you know, it, I, I think it makes it harder to be able to explore and go through these dungeons. Like I I, I do think it's a when people are like, oh yeah, I'm able to go through a dungeon all in one day. Like it's I think that's a huge feat. Only because, like, I don't think that it's set up for it really well. Especially if you happen to have, like, the wrong Persona set. And it's not really easy right. to kind of flip back and forth through. Like, I, on New Game Plus, it's it's a joke. Like, I, I did New Game... When I first did my first New Game Plus, like, I had a Rengoku that, you know, it automatically, um, you know, reflects physical. So, like, on the first dungeon, there's nothing <laughs> I'm ever worried about. Because I'll just get rushed because... If I reflect physical, you're never going to hit me. And then the biggest thing you have to worry about is, like, a chariot persona that's going to hit you physically. Well, it doesn't matter because I'm going to reflect it back. I, I don't recall the Persona 4 Vanilla had it, but uh, Golden is also has a lot of uh, VHS for winding uh, like aesthetics and stuff throughout. And one of the most prominent I can remember is that you can just have, like, an auto battle thing. If you want all four of your um, teammates to just, like melee attack you can just hold triangle and it'll like do a like a vhs fast forward zoom um and you could just like plow through th uh, if you're just doing a low impact like just like you're fighting a random shadow in the in in the world um you can just plow through it in like five seconds which not to hop on octopath traveler again but i feel like there are a lot of comparisons to be made between the two games uh every battle seems to take a little bit longer than it should in octopath traveler doesn't have that kind of auto skip like uh, the fast forward button, if you will. Even though that seems like a game that should, because I think Bradley Default had a system like that. But mm -hmm. uh, back to Persona, I just thought it was very cute how, like, uh, when it came to when they made Golden, you know, all the varnishes and trimmings and stuff. They they had quite a bit of extra stuff besides just the game. They had like a, a, a soundtrack selection. They had like music videos you could like scroll over to in a weird kind of calendar format that didn't quite make sense. Um, which mirrors the fact that the game runs on a calendar, like you're doing stuff every day, you're doing, like, you're compartmentalizing your time and balancing work and life and going into dungeons and killing monsters. Um, you know, like every, uh, teenager does, but, um... Right. But yeah, like, uh, from there, a lot of it is just, you know, Persona 4, again. I mean, like, Kanji has a different voice actor because Troy Baker is too good for anime dubs at that point. Um, I think it's Matt Mercer, but I could be wrong. Um, and they, they did change some other voices. I think Chie has, a Aaron Fitzgerald is her new voice actress. I yeah, don't remember her Bay old Caker one. Yeah, Baker is the voice actor of... Vanilla. No, of, no, I think of... Aaron Fitzgerald does Chie, I think, from Arena on, and I think technically this came out after Arena. I, I, it, it's, I get lost in the sauce on that stuff sometimes, but... Although humorously, oh, wow. en humorously enough, I think in Ultimax, uh, there's there's the, the old kanji lines are Troy Baker and the new kanji lines are uh, Matt Mercer, and there's like a clear difference, but they're both in there. So I, yeah. I, it's it's kind of funny. Uh, but, but you are right, Matt Mercer is the voice of Kanji and Golden. Well, there you go. I wow, I can't even pull that out of my ass. Um, he always gets the meme characters, so I guess it makes sense. So then, yeah, and Aaron, like you said, Aaron Fitzgerald. Uh, is a is a voice of Chie, and like I said, she was the voice of Naz, Naz Kanker, Ned and Nettie. Her name's not Naz Kanker. She was Naz oh, and sorry, one no, of Naz the Kanker sisters. Mary Kanker, Mary Kanker. Yeah, May. 
May Kanker. I had it right the first time. Her name's May Kanker. Unless you're talking Kanker. about Marie Kanker. I said May Kanker. Okay. Is May the one, <laughs> Don't, is May the are one, you, is May, May the one with the blue hair? Marie is the one with the blue hair. May is the one with the yellow hair. May is the one with the yellow hair, the buck teeth, yes. Okay. Yes, and then, and then you got Lee Kanker, the uh, curly redhead of the group. Yes. Don't come to me expecting in my own house not to get Ed Ed and Eddie trivia. I, so, so <laughs> Ralph is the son of a... You called him Ralph? <laughs> He's the son of a haberdasher. Yes, he is the son of a haberdasher, yes. He's the son of wolf. He's he's the son of a wolf farmer. Oh God! Um, shepherd. Uh. <laughs> Which now, now that everybody's doing different uh, cartoon dubs into different things, I would love uh, like Persona Four dubs over at Ed and Eddie or something. Uh, after SpongeBob and Dragon Ball, I think that you couldn't get much more me than that. So if you want to reel it back with Persona, I'm more than happy. But uh, yeah, let's take it to the characters. Um, we kind of highlighted Marie a little bit as being a bit of a letdown of a character, but she was the only, like, brand new addition to the game. She hadn't been in any previous Persona 4 material. She wasn't in Arena. She wasn't in the manga. She wasn't in the anime. Um, she was made for Golden. She's part of um, Narukami's kind of Golden uh, experience, as it were. Which the oh, Golden. She, she is in the anime. She's in the Golden anime. Well, she's in the Golden anime, but they made an anime for Golden, which is funny... Because it's from the perspective of a new game plus. It's like he's having a Groundhog Day, except it's for the beginning of summer. Um, yeah. Which I thought that was kind of a nice conceit. Um, but yeah, Marie is... Uh, what arcana even is she? Um, a not particularly uh, she memorable was the Aeon, one, I guess. She was the Aeon arcana. Oh, right. That's right. Right. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Like, her, her whole narrative progression is just kind of strange to me. Because she ends up being, like, a weather person who controls the weather. It's it's strange. But, um, ultimately, I think, you know, the strength of the core characters from Persona 4 carries over into Golden. Because it is just, you know, a remake with some nice touches on it. Um, you know, I still really, I, like, Chie's my best girl. And I really don't care for Yukiko. But I get why people do. Even though it's just like... Best. Even though it's just like, ah... Uh, uh, obligations, uh, people have expectations of me to run a fancy inn. Um, I'm obviously, uh, it's simplifying it for comedic effect, but also I just appreciate things like, um, how you get more time, you get more days just to do stuff. One of the things presented for part of the, the pacing issues that arose is because, uh, you only had a certain amount of days to get stuff done. It's the calendar year, um, and in Persona 4 Golden, you get months worth of new days on top of an entire thing called Golden Week, um, which is... I forget what exactly happens during Golden Week, but I remember it was showcased specifically um, as something that just kind of pads out the year a little bit because in Persona 4 Vanilla, you could get very, very... Uh, just lost in terms of where you want to go because you have such a limited amount of time. Now, for people like me who like to get their dungeons done in one day... Um, not much of a problem, but for, you know, how it was kind of, quote-unquote, intended, um, I can see why it would be more of an issue for people. Right. So, I think I think specifically, um, like, Golden Week is just a specific week in the year in Japan that wasn't covered in Persona 4. I think there's, like, specific stuff you can do with um, your relationship. I don't know if you start a relationship or something at that point. Um... But there's just random stuff you can do for for Golden Week. 
just kind of as a nod of like, hey, this is the game. Like, you know, this you're in the bonus zone now. Like, here, here's 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 some of the stuff you're gonna be getting into. So, um, yeah, like I, I we said a lot during our uh, original Persona Four episode, but I mean, a lot of that rings true here. I really, really, really like the um, kind of simplified. Well, I mean, it's not simplified compared to Persona 3. It's kind of the same as Persona 3 um, in terms of, like, just elemental damage. And, like, even Shin Megami Tensei proper has that, right? Like, right. just just the rock, paper, scissorsification and stuff. But, um, yeah, like, it's... It, it was one of the, like, my favorite RPGs, like, of... Uh, probably of all time. I don't know. I'd probably put Persona 4 Golden in my top five of all time if I had to, like, properly rank them. But, um, yeah, I can't have enough good things. I know also, hold on, uh, a lot of different music, a lot of re-recorded music, and a lot of different songs added to this game. Um, the music was definitely highlighted, like, in the intro, which you're going to hear in this show. Right. Um, there's the new battle theme, the Time to Make History, or what have you. Like, they just had new themes interspersed throughout and added different music effects and different stuff for yeah. each uh for each, you know, dungeon, each character, I thought it was. I really liked the music in Persona Four, so I, I really thought the uh, the new opening is a lot better, just because I love I love harmonica music. So <laughs> well, there you go. It's, it was really good. That is, that is the song for you, then. Good lord, yeah. the harmonica is all up in there. So, um, but uh, so. Did you ever beat Persona 4 Golden, or did you kind of get your fill because you already played Persona 4? Yeah, I mean, I played through Persona 4 twice. Right. And, and it wasn't, like, it wasn't far enough where I was going to play through Golden again, so I did not beat Golden. I still enjoyed it. Um, I did not beat Golden, no. You still enjoyed it, and you still know the differences between, like, you know, one and the other. And you, you know how, like, significant uh, they are. I know that I think originally Persona 4 Golden was going to be developed for the PSP, but it was like 2012 or something, and people were just like, "You're fucking crazy! Just put it on this Vita, this you know, this new up and comer." <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's one of those things where I hope they go back to it, but also like it's it's probably time to move on. Like the thing is about Persona 3 Portable is that they had to sacrifice a lot of the visual fidelity, um, and thus made a lot of non-combat, non-dungeon crawling situations feel like a visual novel. Persona right. Three Portable. Uh, Persona Four Golden did not have this issue because the Vita has a similar power archite- architecture to the PS2, so you just kind of slap the main game in there. Um, I would love to see like Persona Three Golden or Persona Three what Azure? What are you gonna call? I don't know. Like everybody puts the like red or yellow or blue superlative there, so I guess I would Persona Five Crimson. Yeah, that's what people will say. I just want to play Persona Five again. Yeah, I want it on Switch. Put it on fucking Switch and I'll play it. Like I've, I, I play Persona Five at least once every three three months. I oh god, I really enjoy. That I game can't a lot. imagine. God, there's so much. Mm. I feel like every Persona at this point, at least three through five, have the have have literally different forms of pacing issues. But oh god, yeah, god Definitely. damn! By the time like Dungeon Four in Persona Five, I even forget who it is, but. That one almost fucking killed me, man. Like I just, I think mm. I think the crazy problem of Persona Five is at the beginning. In Dungeon Four, Dungeon Four would have been I forget. I totally forget who the character is now. It's been so. I long. think that would be Haru's dad. The the uh, the rest the fast food restaurant one is that is that four? 
I have to double check, but I no, it's, it's is, been a while. No, what are you talking? Four is Futaba. Four is the most important one. It's important, but it takes forever, man. No, it doesn't. Oh. No, it does not. Four. That is a four. You have well, to then, do the pyramid stuff. Like you have to do like different parts of the pyramid thing. But well, then I, I very well could be confusing it with uh, Haru's dad stuff. Then yeah, because like the four was one of the best ones. Like Hardest Heroes, uh, which is three. No. Is that three? Yeah. Kamishida? That's, that's three. Ka no, Kanashiro. Kanashiro. Got yeah. it. Because it goes, it goes, uh, it goes, uh, Kamishida, then it goes, uh, Nenorame, then it goes Kanashiro, then it goes Futaba. I do love how they front-loaded fucking, um, like, uh, the scumbag teacher guy up front. Just be like, this guy's kind of the worst of the worst, and you kind of hope he dies. <laughs> Well, yeah, and but, it kind of softens from there. But I, we're venturing too far into a Persona 5 grind forever. God knows when that happens, it's going to be like, I don't know, the year anniversary of the show I've, or something. I've already warned Dylan that's a, probably a two-parter. That I mean, it, it may very well be, because I'm thinking it'll have at least three people. So I, I will gladly hold the floor to somebody who's beaten the game, more knowledgeable of it. Um, but, whew, man. Uh, but for now, I can't... I kind of want to get back into Persona 4, even though I thought I was done with the series, or the 4 series, which has enough games that you can call it the 4 series. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, you start lumping in stuff like Persona Q and all, uh, and Persona 4 Arena. Uh, like, there's so much Persona 4 out there when, by comparison, there's not that much Persona 3 or Persona 5. Although, I think Persona 3 got a movie series or something. Kind of like mm -hmm. the Evangelion, like, there's like three movies or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, just have more, and you know what, For, throw people a bone, let people play the first two Personas, just so they know how far the series has fucking come. Hit, Hitler and swastikas and all. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that kind of does it for Persona 4 Golden. Uh, any kind of finishing thoughts, uh, like, do you, do you want them to revisit 4 again, or do you want them, like, how would you react to Persona 5 Golden on Switch? for example like because the, the the prospect of that game having another dungeon and another character uh almost rattles me to the bone but uh what's your thoughts since you're a little softer in persona 5 um i think i think a persona 5 golden would be like key i think there's a i i agree with you there is some pacing issues that could be fixed and i think a lot of the stuff can be fixed um but i really enjoy that game a lot um and the aesthetic is really cool. It's uh, it is the cool it is the coolest looking game I've ever played in my life. I'll say. Also has the best soundtrack in all. And games. a really really good soundtrack. Sound, I'd like, say four and five are equal, and to say that says a lot about Persona 5's soundtrack in my opinion. I, I like four soundtrack a lot. I love. I think. I think five soundtrack is a soundtrack you could just play like put on and listen to. I mean, I, I think, have my PS4 theme since the game came out has been. Uh, the um, da 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 da, uh, what's that one with the? It's like a softer song that you play like when you're in a building. What are you talking about the? Ba -dum, ba -dum, ba -dum. Yeah, ba -dum, ba -dum, ba -dum. I forgot what the name of the track is, but yeah, the, it's also what it plays when it rains. I love that. Love it's it such so a much. chill track. I it's... I can have that loaded on my PS4 and just have Here... a party, and that would be the party music. Here's here's how I know that sort of five music is great and we'll give we talk about the episode we'll talk about it i played it for a musician he was like i would never play that game but if you had a vinyl of that soundtrack i would listen to it every day 
It's Soda really Fox good. So good. Uh, but no, I think if if I was to say, hey, in this year, 2018, play Persona 4, it would be Golden. Um, I think Golden. For sure. I think it streamlines a lot of the problems I have with base Persona 4. I just think like it's like I said. Chie sounds different than the Chie I'm used to. Uh, Kanji sounds different than the Kanji I'm used to. Other than that, it's still a really good game. And I like think I said, I th- I the only issue is that, like I said before... Oh, go ahead. Finish up. Oh, no, I'm just saying I wouldn't... If, if you were brand new to it, I would recommend you listen to that one instead. I just wish it was a more available on, on platforms and stuff. I think can't. I think you might be able to like PlayStation Now, Persona 4, and PS4, but... Uh, while an RPG... Uh, would be, you know, a lot easier to deal with lag and stuff like that. Um, like a JRPG, it, I'd still rather just have the game, like, put it on a cart, put it on a disc, put it as a downloadable thing on your PS4s, your Switches, whatever. I, to this day, don't know what Persona's uh, exclusivity deal is with PlayStation because the 3DS, they get Persona Q, and the Xbox 360 got Persona 4 Arena and all that stuff. So maybe it's just one of those things we don't see, but it's like, if it's a core Persona game, it's going to be on a Sony thing. But we'll see. I just know that the Switch has just kind of taken what the the Vita wanted to be and really just gone the extra mile with it. All these uh, really high-profile indie games that are coming out for it. And JRPGs I like. You know, like, they, they, they stopped... The passing of the torch to me was when they made Persona or Disgaea 5 complete on switch like on launch day or something um like when that was usually like a sony thing you know right uh, disgaea 3 disgaea 4 both got their remakes similar to golden uh got them on a ps vita but i that that was when i saw the passing of the torch for like jrpg handhelds so but um you know playstation tvs very inexpensive i'd say uh if you found one i'd be surprised it was 40 dollars or more um, and a nice copy percent of four golden usually goes on sale for like eight bucks, which, you know, like insane deal. Bye, bye, bye. That is crazy, crazy, crazy good. So I definitely recommend it. Um, yeah, definitely. And I, if you don't yeah, mind, I think I'm going to go out with, uh, pick, pick the soundtrack to go out with. Um, I'm thinking snowflakes because I think it's the bonus mission where you uh, go like a log cabin trip with uh, your group and at some point you and your uh, love interest, whoever it is, uh, end up stranded in there alone. Um, and it's towards the end of the game, towards like right before all the, uh, what what is it, uh, A something? I can't remember. The gas station clerk, you know. Yeah. You, you know the one. The one who turns out to be God. <laughs> yeah, boy. God, the ending of Persona 4 is, it kind of goes from 0 to 75,000 in a heartbeat. Yeah. I am God. Um, Izanami, that's it. Izanami. Um, but we'll go out with Snowflakes. Uh, be sure to support the show here on Patreon.com slash PNB. Uh, it keeps the lights on, and we've had a nice week and a nice uptick. We've, as we said at the top of the show, had a nice redesign for all of our shows and logos and emblems and social medias and all that stuff um we're kind of refreshing ourselves a little bit and that was the impetus for this here episode uh you can follow me on twitter at tyranny you can follow tl at twitter at travis l foster um and if you join if you noticed on the pnb feeds this week you got the first episode of after alpha the actual play uh role-playing podcast that uh tl has fronted and features myself and pnb host kayla zumbaum 
Um, it is very entertaining so far, and we've only done the pilot episode, um, so I cannot wait to see what shenanigans and low rolls we get in the next uh, next few sessions. Yeah, uh, right now we're in a we're in a doomed uh, we're in a doomed uh, desert planet, and I think you guys just got captured, which was the ending of the episode. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, by pirates, I believe, and I was talking shit about pirates the whole time, and then. Here they come <laughs> to well, I save think the, the day. The best part was when you. Uh, when here you we went, go. When you went to go take down a security guard, slammed his head, and then his shift just started. So you have to jump out of a building. You jump out of the building and you break your mask, and now everyone knows who you are. Yep. So you, in that universe, you are a wanted person. I'm already. For, I'm already wanted. At least for the ESTC. So. Well, I don't like those guys anyway. But if you want to follow the continuing adventures of uh, of the After Alpha crew, you're going to have to subscribe to us on patreon.com slash pnb. It is only going there from here on out. Yes. You got a taste. Your first hit's free. Now you got to give us for the rest. It's only going to cost you three bucks a month. Any kind of support, anyway, would be very, very appreciated. We would love, even if you just gave a dollar, like, I'd be proud to have you aboard. Um, so, yeah, patreon.com slash pnb. Support us, please. Yep, absolutely. And hey, if you give for five dollars a month, for three months, you do that for three months, so fifteen dollars, um, you get the guests on the show. So let's say you really like After Alpha, and you really want to be on After Alpha, you could be on After Alpha if you give to us five dollars. You sure a month. can. So, or you can be on this show and talk to us about one of your crazy RPGs. Maybe you want to talk about Thousand Arms. Maybe no you want. Hours, maybe but. you want to talk about Final Fantasy two, because God knows somebody has to. Um, exactly. And do it on this here show. So for T.O. and myself, uh, have a good week. <laughs>